Hello, welcome to episode number 259 of the Apple Lab Podcast. I am your host, Simon Head. I'd like to thank everybody for helping me out by shopping on Amazon. You too can do the same thing by going to applelock.ca slash Amazon or applelock.ca slash US Amazon. You can do it the old-fashioned way by going to applelock.ca, click on those banners located on the right side, locate your country, bookmark them, and every time you shop on Amazon, uh, use those links to shop and support the show. Cost you no extra money. Uh, thanks, everybody, for supporting me on Patreon. You too can do the same thing by going to patreon.com slash applelog. You can pledge as much or as little as you want on a monthly basis. Uh, help my hosting and gas fees. You can cancel at any time. Go buy a t-shirt by going to applelock.ca slash shop. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes. Give it five stars, please, by going to iTunes. Hmm, there you go. Like the show on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash applelockpod. Follow me on Twitter at simonhead666. Today on the show, I have a very special guest, actually. Jason Cruz is the lead singer of Strung Out. Fat record put the, uh, the first Strung Out record out in 1990, I think, or 91. And Strung Out have been a band ever since. Jason is the original member. Um, they've, they've gone through a lot of drummers. Primarily, it's the same band, 30 years. That's, that says something. That's longer than most marriages. So uh, they had put a record out last year called Songs of Armor and Devotion. And they're also on tour parts of Canada coming up in March. Um, so in a couple of weeks, it was great to have a guy like Jason on the show who, who's willing just to talk and have a conversation about his band for so many years. I can imagine just all the interviews he's done and how, <laughs> how crazy it can be sometimes. So anyways, Jason Cruz, lead singer of the band Strung Out on the Apple Lab Podcast. That was weird. Well, that was strange. Yeah, that it, was crazy. It sounded like, like I don't know. Maybe it's the intelligence agencies all checking us out. Yeah, let's let's get them going. Yeah, yeah. Bombs, terrorism, you know all yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> bomb, 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 bomb. <laughs> it is. Uh, it's nice to meet you again. I am pretty sure we met. Like we were just talking in the in the early nineties. Seems like a long time ago. It was a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah how many how many records has strung out put out since then um nine nine ten nine or ten yeah i lost count i lost count it's crazy did you ever think yeah. 30 years later you'd be still doing it no hell no i i no i don't i didn't um i don't know how we got here i really don't <laughs> <laughs> it is weird it is weird right because punk rock is punk rock like you get into it as a kid and you play it as a teenager and you live it as a 20 year old something and then turn around and then we're all middle-aged it's weird yeah you know it morphed for me it turned into something it, it blossomed yeah. um it blossomed into all kinds of things you know i was always into art so mm -hmm. i think um punk rock was just a, uh, a form of art you know 
an offshoot of, I don't know, it was an art in itself, you know? So I, yeah, I always kind of was tucked into that world, you know, seeing things from an artist's perspective, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, touring in those early days, it's a whole different vibe now, but is there anything like you think, well, I'll never do that. I'll never want to do that again. Like touring in a van or like, what, what, what do you take away from it? Um, Oh, well, we're back in a van, you know, that's the yeah. only way a van on our level can, can, can survive. Um, it's a bigger van though, probably, right? It's not like a. It's, it's, yeah, it's a bigger van. It's got more <laughs> windows. <laughs> yeah. The van, the van. I like, I like the van. Um, I like driving it. I like, um, just cramming everybody in it and doing it, um, with all our gear in the back. I like it. I, I like to feel the road and I'm being, be connected to the road, mm-hmm. um, so a lot of times the guys will fly out and I'll, I'll, I like, I like to drive the van to where we got to go. And uh, a couple of times I've driven it home from tour by myself. So that's kind of fun. It's good that you still have the love for it because I mean, I guess you wouldn't be doing it if you didn't love it, I guess. Right? Yeah. Well, I got a good thing at home, you know, like when I come home, home's, home's good. Yeah. So when you hit the, when you're, it's time to go on the road, it's business, you know, it's like, let's, it's nice. It's nice to get into something and, and, and get into it. And I'm not just going through the motions, you know, it's, a, it's something that I feel like genuinely, uh, I'm grateful for that. Yeah. I still get to do. Do you balance life and road or balance life and band now? Maybe more yeah. than you did as a, as a, as a teenager or as a 20 something. Yeah. We got it dialed now, you know, like we do enough touring that we need to do. We do it in three week chunks. And, um, we're pretty much in control of our situation, you know, the best as, as any band, as far as any band can be. And it's nice. It's, we've come to a, we've worked hard to get to this place, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Work. Yeah. I mean, the work is, you know, it is, I, you know, I can only, I, I know what it's like to, to tour with a band and, and sort of put the hard work into it. And sometimes it doesn't pay off. I mean, like there's always never really, it's never always like, the way exactly like i mean we're not all going to be bon jovi i guess is what i'm trying to say like there's but, a, do you, but you get to rock at the end of the day that's right that's right right there you know yeah. i know a lot of t- a lot of people make excuses to, t- to why i don't play enough guitar or why i don't get the band back together or they just can't do it and it's like i'm you know i'm very fortunate that i have a family and i get to play music yeah and it's 30 years in the making for sure right yes yeah, yeah. well yeah did you ever yeah. see yourself doing anything else? Like, I mean, do you, you, you must, do you have a nine to five? Like what's your, what's your yeah, other life? You know, we all, we, we all got to work. We all got to uh, have a side hustle. And I say that to anybody in the band, you know, like starting a band is always keep something on the side. You know, a lot of times you don't want to make decisions. It's, it's terrible to make decisions based off, off financial reasons, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, I think uh, I've gotten to a place where a little bit more independent from the band, but we do, we work so, so much that it's, it's such a tough spot, you know? Yeah. Um, You have to work your ass off doing this, but at the same time, you got to have something else going on. So yeah, it's difficult. Yeah. No, it's a lot of, a lot of bands do it. They have to, I mean, like every band I know. Paying rent is an art form. It is. It is. And, you know, and, you know, and playing, playing punk rock shouldn't, you shouldn't always have to pay the bills. You know what I mean? Like there's a the type of thing where it's like, I don't know. Like you see, I see bands that are sort of way up there in the punk rock stratosphere. They don't look very happy to me. 
They just don't. They don't look. They don't look satisfied. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think? Do you see anything? I mean, I see Bon Jovi. He's smiling. He's got nice teeth. He seems to be having a good time. He's built, you know. But punk rock is a hard go. It's a, it's. A, I mean, playing playing fast music is aggressive, anyways, because you just got to yeah. physically play it for that minute. You know, you have to yeah. live it for whatever two hours a night. But yeah, it just seems like the balance of life for people that are sort of have to be in the punk rock band or have to be put the outfit. I think on. it's comfort. Yeah. I think it's getting in the comfort zone. Yeah. You get in a comfort zone and you start getting into a, I know what you mean. I see, you know, I see some bands and I know I see some bands that are just stuck in a rut. And, um, yeah, I think it's just getting comfortable. You get, you get where you get to a point where you're just fulfilling people's expectations and you're not fulfilling your own, you know? And, uh, I, I truly believe in, in living in a discomfort zone and, and doing things purposely to get yourself in spots where you have to like, you know, not necessarily um, be completely familiar with your surroundings or comfortable with them. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't, you know, like I don't playing this kind of music is a challenge for me because I have to force my like, wow, I got to get into this mode right now. I got to get in it. Like I got to get out of this, like, what I'm doing here and I got to get into this fucking monster mode right here. And it's nice. It's nice to like, mm -hmm. it, 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 I don't know. It keeps you limber, keeps your mind and your soul limber. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys put out a record last year or did you, have you done even a new one? Cause I'm sorry. I got your, I got the thing and I was looking for like what is happening. And I see that something came out in August, but that's what I got. I was trying to get a thing in with you guys yeah. then. Yeah. And I heard it and it's, Every song is kind of uniquely awesome. You know what I mean? Like, did it take, right. did it take a long time to to put that together? No, that that came out. We 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 have a new drummer who's really creative. So uh, I think the it fit right in with the the neurosis of us writing. Yeah, and it took you know we wrote took a couple months to write, and you know we all have ideas. We yeah. all have been brewing ideas. I think it's fighting a constant struggle to fight to see whose ideas are going to make the record. Cause there's only so much room. So, yeah. But cause I, I mean, every song, like I said, it, I mean, it, it does, it just changes nicely. Whoever did the order on it. It's like, it's, it's beautifully done because there's like super intricate stuff. And then the melodic vocals, and then it just goes, it transitions along. And before you know, Oh, the songs, the record's over. And it's, it's not short. I mean, like it's, it's a, it's a nice length, lengthy long album. Well, I'm glad you enjoy them. I, I feel like that, dude. If if people are sincere about it, it makes me feel like we've earned the right to stay here and keep doing this. Yeah, well, sincerity yeah, is a know. big thing, right? You know, like honesty in just being honest as a band to who you are and delivering something that you truly believe is awesome. It it does. It transitions. It doesn't. It sort of translates to other people. It translates to me, anyways. Like I see, like the you know the you know i listened to like i listened to that last propaganda record and that fucking blew me away and you know all those years they can still sort of deliver you know what i mean and yeah i I hold it at that type of that type of regard where it's it never grows tired you know what i mean like it's you know it's well it can it can you know yeah. and i think when it does it's like that's where we talked about earlier when 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 does it get to a point where this is tired and i'm tired and i look tired <laughs> You know, that's what I mean about earning the right to like stay or to stay around. I feel like you constantly have to do that. Yeah. You know, like forget about whatever you did yesterday. Like, what am I doing now? Like, 
there's so many there's so much out there and there's so much to be said yeah did you guys tour at all are you still touring it or like is it over like what's uh what's uh, we're starting the second phase the second phase of the touring cycle starts on the 21st in canada oh. in calgary and then we go from calgary all the way make our way all the way east and then um then october november uh states and then we got mm-hmm. europe and it's our 30 year anniversary for yeah. the band so we're spending this year uh yeah are you doing putza fest no we're not May? not this year but no. that was really fun last year it's a great festival run by yeah great that people. was cool yeah yeah the, i thought like i i was really impressed with the with uh the way they treated us and the stage and the stage sound it wasn't the biggest stage but we got out there and like the whole city was out there and it was beautiful it was at dusk um and the stage sounded really good and i had a good time oh was that in the outdoor the outdoor place um Oh, in Montreal, in the yeah, city yeah. of Montreal. Yeah, right? yeah. I forgot what that park is called. Though. Right in the center of the city. Yeah. Yeah, it's got like these weird little fountains that come down, these little rivers that come down the, down the little hill. That's from what I remember it being like. I did a, I worked for a guy. We did a, we did a gay pride show there in that same plaza. And I, I know exactly yeah. where. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's no. right in the neighborhood right, right there. Right there. Yeah, right there. And everything is like, you know, I got to hand it to Quebec in, in general. It's like a little Europe. They still... They yeah. they nail the sound. They nail the lights. They're very yeah, happy they and got, take pride. They definitely got a vibe going on in that part of the Canada. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever done Montebello Rock Fest? No, that's never the done one that. further up north, and it's run by a guy. When I did it, I did it with I was doing sound. I filled in for Kent with the Descendants, and we were in. Uh, we did that in 2010. And the guy, I meet the guy, and his name's Alex, and he's like 18 years old or 19 years old. He's been doing it since he's 15. And like it's a festival of like thirty thousand people. It's like it's like almost famous guy. You know what I mean? Like that. Wow. Just just yeah. kid that's just put on punk rock shows and just it just blew up too. Like after that, it even got even more big. And uh, I think it's gone back down to being small again. But that's a great festival if you're ever in the neighborhood and like it's June. It's around the same time as um, North by Northeast up here. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I've never heard of that. I'll check that out. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. Um, well, um. Do you still uh, do you still enjoy going to Europe and and doing things like that? And is, yeah. is Europe different still? Is Europe-, uh, Europe is uh, some Europe's hit and miss for us. You know, um, I still like going there. I, I feel very fortunate every time I get to go there. Like it's my last time. <laughs> um, I love Europe. I love going to Europe. You know, the schedule's a little brutal, but yeah, we were playing a punk rock holiday this year again. And that's incredible. I don't know if you've ever been to that in Slovenia. No, 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 no. Oh my God, it's beautiful. It's it's unspeakable. The I think it takes a day to get there, and the drive is magical. And then you you get to this this like castle in this in the mountains, and it's, it's yeah, it's pretty extraordinary. Yeah. Did you uh, you did a lot of touring, sort of? I guess in the early '90s in Europe too, right? It's it's a completely different. Everything's different there. It seems. Yeah, everything, and everything was different back then. You know, we were going there when it was still fresh, and and there's a spirit about it now. And I feel like so many bands go there now on tour. It's hard. It's it's definitely harder now. Um, it's definitely changed. Yeah, there's guys I meet. I used to. I went there a couple of times with my own band, and we'd meet people there, and they'd say, "Yeah, I I would take a week's worth of pay and buy everything on the merch table, like, you know, and and buy everything." Even if there's a band yeah. that was opening, he would spend all his money on uh, on that. And that's a passion, man. Like that, 
I don't know, it doesn't seem to be anywhere really, maybe Australia a little bit, but there's like a type of like, I don't know, thirst for uh, North American music. And they, they take care of the bands. Like yeah. ever since day one, my first tour, just the, you know, I've never, you never go on tour in the States and have the venue make you dinner. Rarely. <laughs> you can order from the menu at best. Like, oh, we got a kitchen here. You get 50% or you get free food. But House of Blues used to cook for the bands, but it's rare here in a, in Europe. That's a normal thing, you know, yeah. like, and yeah. uh, audiences are, yeah, it's different. I, I miss it. I'm glad, I'm very glad I get to go back. Yeah. Like going to Italy, it was like the, even like the, the food, they'd make you real fast food. It was like, oh, this is, this is way better than any food. Maybe it was the experience, maybe more. Like maybe, I don't know. For me, it was like the experience of being in a different country and having food made for you. Maybe that, maybe that rain, maybe it was shitty food. I don't know. It just, it was just felt better because I was in a different part of the universe. I don't know. Yeah. 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 Well, it felt like the place you were in, you know, what better way to get a, a vibe of the place you're in than yeah. for somebody who lives there to make you dinner. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's pretty intimate. That's, that's yeah. super, you know, that's what I mean about Europe. It's, Probably intimate is a good word to, to describe the whole experience. Yeah, like in the early 90s, I'd tour, we'd tour around North America and we'd stay at people's houses and sleep on their couch and eat their food and do their dishes or whatever and, and then leave. But it seemed like 20, 15 years later, I was doing the exact same thing in Europe where we were playing at people's, playing close to house, staying in their house, the promoter's house, and he'd make you food and then, you know, give you a place to sleep. And they were like really prepared. And every promoter would always get like extra beer or something, like and bring it home. It was like felt like you know, hanging out with old friends. Was, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You ever, uh, there's bands that do this now. They actually just go play people's houses, and they they it's like a thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I know it's so cool. Um, yeah. So you're coming to Toronto when? Uh, I'll be there. Um... In two weeks, okay. uh, we do Calgary. I think Toronto's. It might be the second show. It's a long drive from Calgary. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a really long drive. It's like two. It's days. a long drive from California to Calgary. Yeah, that too. Yeah, <laughs> I got to book that. I got a show on the twenty first, and I got to book it to Calgary. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. So, so you're going to go straight from Calgary? You, are you going to go through the states, or you're going to go over top? Because you got to watch the roads this time of year. Yeah, I'm gonna go over the top. Yeah, Ooh. well, I'm pretty familiar. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, I, <laughs> I'm pretty. Uh, I'm pretty well aware of that whole part of the the country. Mm. I've done that drive a lot. Yeah. Four in the morning. God, I can. We've. I think we've we've experienced pretty pretty much everything. <laughs> every everything. Yeah, in that that area. And yeah. I'm, I think that's why I'm going is because I'm. Um, I think that we need. Yeah, I'm a. I'm a decent driver, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Good riddance. Like when they first came 95 to Canada, they loved it because it was like, people seem to appreciate their band more than America. You find the same thing with Canada. Like did Canada embrace you guys earlier than America or was it all just even across the board? No, I think uh, Canada has always been pretty, uh, like this type of music has, has, has been pretty, has flourished in Canada, you know? It's definitely uh, you could feel the spirit a little bit more, a little bit more acute here mm -hmm. or up there in Canada. Sure. Yeah. I think it's more communal in a way, you know. Yeah, I mean, getting music from the other side of it should still be like a, a bit of an experience, you know, rather it's, than you know. It, 
it still feels important in yeah. Canada. Yeah. You know, the shows still feel important. You know, I think every time we play in Canada, I feel like, like this, this is, there's something to this, like, yeah. you know, there's an urgency to it that like in some places has fallen off, you know? Yeah. No, what do you, what do you attribute that to? Just being, we're just so damn polite or is it, it's, is it something different? I mean, like, is it? I don't know. I think, I think Canada, like, across the board canada has always elevated this type of music to where it's not just a phase or it's not just a, a passing thing it's like it's the way it's 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 a valid form of rock and roll that like you know canada's canada's always rocked yeah like that's just that's what canada does you know and i feel like like i said canada's elevated this this whole thing we do mm-hmm. and i feel like they hold it as important as we think it is yeah you know when we're doing it when creating it so yeah. That's why it works so well, you know. It's tough getting across the border. I mean, that could be something too, because everybody knows how hard it is to travel from America into Canada and Canada into America. You yeah, know, everybody it's, appreciates it's, that. <laughs> it's tricky. Oh my god! Especially with my, especially with my guys. I swear to God. Yeah, criminals. It's, the, it's a comedy show. <laughs> it's ridiculous. You think grown men after like thirty years of doing this, it would be like we would get it down and. <laughs> My guys are still smoking. No, I can't even. I'm not going to get into it. No, 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 you don't have to. No, 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 no. I get it. It's like there's sort of like a, a nonchalantness to it, the whole thing, or is it a uh, not understanding the the actual gravity of not being able to come to this country? It's like Cheech and Chong going through the, the freaking border every fucking time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and just somehow you get through. Somehow it 19, happens. 1982 Ch- Cheech and Chong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man well there used to be like this sort of man it's okay we're going into this because we went into the states yeah we're going to record we're gonna spend some money oh no we're not playing shows are you kidding me yeah. no that's illegal oh, yeah. we can't do that yeah. and then yeah. they'd be like okay have fun in america but now it's like Woo. i think we ruined it for everybody yeah my band, <laughs> my band first <laughs> we, i turned with i turned with us and a few for a long time and we were trying to get into the states. We never were papers, and we had all our. I've gear, heard stories. Everything. I've heard stories. And one, one, uh, their their manager at the time um, drew up a fake letter from President Clinton saying that. <laughs> and Brent's like, "Do you expect anybody to believe this?" And I'm like, "I don't know. We're in Bangor, Maine. They might believe it. You know, like so crazy." And we got across, but they tore our van apart big time. Like everything got taken out of it. We had, you know. I don't know how we managed it. Like, was Brent was kind of good with talking to like authorities, where everybody was afraid of him. Everybody else was afraid of him. But no, somehow we got into. Like, yeah, it's crazy how we how that happened. And there's friends of mine who keep going in the states to play shows and lie about it, and they finally it just catches up with them, and they just they're blacklisted from America. You can't go to America. Disneyland is not in the picture. Huh. Yeah, not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And. Yeah, I've, I've heard a lot of stories. I've heard heard them all. Yeah. Have you used any of them? You can say now. Nah, there's probably a statute of limitations. Have we used any what? Any of the stories. Like any of the, just going to record. Oh, yeah. No, we've done them all. We've done, we've, we've made it. We've, we've, like I said, we wrote it for everybody. <laughs> every front. <laughs> yeah. But no, they, we don't. Have, we don't have any merch. No, we we don't got anything in the trailer. No, there's nothing in the trailer. <laughs> it's all it's all promotional. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, that's a good one. That works. <laughs> we got we had all our merch taken away coming back into Canada because it was made in America. 
because it was, oh, yeah. yeah, it was like, yeah, yeah, good times. And, and we just left it there. It's like, we're not coming to get those shirts. It's not yeah. happening. We'll just leave them here and cut our losses. And, and, and I think all used to like stuff their guitar cabinets with merch. Oh, yeah. We would, yeah. But, um, and then sometimes you'll go through and it'll just wave, they'll wave you through. Yeah. So you've done everything for nothing. You're cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I play in the it's band. It's always an adventure. Yeah. I play in the band. And we went across and it was always like, we come through in Buffalo or something, and we wait till we got around the corner before we're like, yeah, because you know, like the next month and a half is actually going to be fun. But yeah. you know, and all our shows are booked, and we're like throwing all the contracts away before we even go across the border. And we had a fake, we had a studio somewhere saying uh, that we're recording there. Once we got um, Sub Pop to write us like a letter, and I actually called the the label and I said, "Hey, we're a band from Canada. Is there any way you could sneak us across the border?" And they go, "Well, like name two bands on uh, on on Sub Pop." And uh, I think I went Coffin Break, and I think Nirvana was on, at that point. And I go, "Okay." And they wrote us a fake letter and got us into yeah. I forgot what the cool. lady's the lady's name from Sub Pop. Oh well, it's, it's it's unimportant. But we had to throw everything away that that made it look like we were playing shows. And dude, it, you said you said you said coffin break. Yeah, are they still a band? No, no, they were back. Man, then. I remember that they, they used to be on Epitaph. Yes, but they were. I think they were. They were they sub pop before? I don't know. Who knows? God, I used to really love that band. They were awesome. I mean, they, they they did a couple records on Epitaph, and then yeah. they just went away. It's such random that you brought that name up. Yeah, coffin break. Well, that was a lot of bands actually in the in the '90s went away from Epitaph, and I think of a lot like Down by Law got dropped around the same time. Like all these bands just started getting. I think it was the industry kind of fucked everything up, and like S and if you were dropped on Epitaph, I think Down by Law at the same time, and it might have been around the time when Brett went to rehab. I don't remember how that worked out. <laughs> But I think that was how I, all the lawyers went. What is this band? Who are this band? Like, let's drop them, you know? And yeah, right. Yeah, let's cut our losses. <laughs> and yeah, uh, I think Epitaph switched hands too. You know, they got they got somebody else to run the whole show. Yeah, so probably, that's probably about the time they cleaned house. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, actually, you know who I hung out with last week? Actually, in Vancouver was Limo. I saw Limo. Uh, yeah. yeah, we worked together. We worked for like an eighties. Glam rock band, well, like like a new wave band from the eighties. They were called Platinum Blonde. You would never have heard of them down there, but they were like up like much music or MTV like sweethearts. Uh-huh. And um, and Limo and I worked together, and we realized on this little trip we did, like we've never worked together on the same show. We've always been like in different sides of the whatever the Warp Tour or something. And that man is unbelievable. He's out yeah, of the business. Yeah, he's he's been good to us. He's cutting. He he cut my hair last time I saw him. Yes, that's he's a barber man. And it was, yeah. it's amazing. The guy gave him the business. The guy like yeah. here, just take it. It's yours. Yeah, yeah. What a great dude. And you know, like when he came out and did these two shows, one in Calgary and one in Vancouver, he was exactly where we wanted to be. You know what I mean? And and you know, I'm kinda, yeah. I'm kind of glad that he's doing something other than you know being on being on tour. Yeah, you know what I mean. There's a time. What, what, what better? What like who? Yeah, no, yeah, and and he's like, what better job for Limo to have than to have him gently trimming your beard hair and, <laughs> and, and pampering you, being pampered by Limo. I know it's the best. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. No, I, it was good to it was good to hang out because it's like when you you do shows. I'm like I'm a technician, but I've also played in bands. But working with other people who are technicians. 
sometimes it's sort of like you don't know who you're going to get. You know what I mean? Sometimes as a band, you can choose who you're yeah. going to get. But obviously, I knew Lemo was just, he was going to be the man. And he was the man. It was so yeah. funny because yeah. the, the guy in the band is a bit temperamental. And Lemo was just like, listen, man, I work with Fat Mike. This is, this is nothing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. He, he, yeah, yeah. he was more than ready for everything. Yeah. 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 Great dude. With a smile. Oh, my God. Yeah. 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 Do you, um, how do you, you know, do you feel like, is there any jadedness in you? I mean, do you have anything that's like, I just never want to do that again, like in all of this? Um, uh, you know, um, you know, sometimes, no, you know, I, I used to do it, but then that's just silliness. Mm -hmm. That's, it was just my own bullshit. Um, it's stupid to be jaded. Um, sometimes it comes out of me and it sounds really dickish and I check myself. I'm pretty good at checking myself. Yeah. Um, I have no reason to complain for anything, you know, it's an um, age thing too, right? If, if there's something, yeah, you know and I think you just learned that, like something about it. don't complain. I'm not. I don't like complaining. I, you know, um, and jaded jaded musicians sound like douchebags. Yeah. So I don't want to be a douchebag. That's true. That's I don't want to complain about my. I don't want to complain about my label. I don't want to complain about management. I don't want to complain about any. I don't. You know, like if I get to fucking come home to my girls and play music, I'm fucking stoked. Yeah. And it shows. I mean, I honestly, it does. In the record, it, it really shows, and it shows that, you know, I mean, yeah, it, must, it was a stretch, right, for you guys to do, like, that breadth of, of music, or was this something that you've always been honing when it comes to... I think the, the acoustic record we did was a stretch. Oh, yeah. That yeah. was, like, that was a brave. That was brave of us because, you know, they're, they're Heshers. My guys are, like, fucking metal guys, and that I, I commend them for doing that to me that was the punkest thing they ever did <laughs> um so doing this coming back to this was easy it was fun because we had already proven that we could do something like that and we proved to people that we would do something like that so coming back this was kind of like uh you know back to true form yeah. it was easy yeah yeah it really i mean i listen to i listen to music now in a different way i'm older and i hear more things now and, you know, you know, it's weird. Like, I don't want to turn into my dad or, you know what I mean, that has sort of an opinion about what is good and bad. And, uh, you know, I find that whatever I hear, it's not really about the style. It's about how it feels. That's It sounds super trippy, but it, it does. Oh, no, it just, that's, just feels better. You're, you're letting the music affect you on an emotional level yeah. rather than uh, intellect, your brain going, oh, this, 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 this sounds like this or this sounds like, you know. Yeah, like people that people that talk through your favorite song when you put it on the, you know. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> well, hey man, I don't want to keep you too long. I, I I really appreciate you doing this, man. I uh, it was really good to to meet you, and I think you know, like I said, meeting you. I play I played in a band. We were called Kingpin at the time, but we ended up turning into Trigger Happy, which was Al Nolan's band, and and we did I think yeah, we yeah, did yeah. one of your first shows in in Toronto uh, with Lagwagon and. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was, it was this many years ago. I remember those shows with, with 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 Trigger Happy. Trigger Happy used to set it off. And you you guys played before Trigger Happy? No, I was in the first version of Trigger Happy. So like 92 got it, got it. through early oh, maybe 93 or 94. Um yeah, that was that was the we were in we were called Kingpin. We did our first tour with Down by Law and then we did our second tour with Down by Law, crashed a van and then I quit. And I joined, oh, wow. an, I joined a band out of Winnipeg called Red Fisher, which was sort of like a big drill car, MIA kind of band. 
Victor uh, Okar. Cool. Yeah. No, that's a, another. That's another blast from like yeah obscurity. Right. I love that band. Oh my god. I listen to. I mean, I I still listen to. It's you know I I like Spotify for that reason. It's like God, I want to listen to that like right now. Yeah. Instant Dude. instant gratification. Because the fucking even that record. What was the record? Uh, was it out of time. Rochambeau. Yeah. Here we on the road again. Yeah. Think about it every now and oh, then. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Na, 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 in your mind. Yeah. Doesn't matter. God, I want to. Yeah. Oh God. So good. I'm gonna listen to that when I get off the phone. With yeah. You. Yeah. Yeah. And there was like the EP, the small block EP. That that was a great fucking record. That was an amazing record. That's what got me into Big Drill Car because Stefan came up and recorded some stuff, and then immediately went down and did um uh not type thing, but he did uh, what was the one with takeaway on it oh never mind a small block that was there were cruise cruise records right cruise, cruise records. records yeah yeah what yeah. a great time man what a like yeah 89 88 89 90 such a great like middle like things were forming and bubbling like yeah that that whole huge influence on us man i love all that stuff yeah it definitely like music changed music changed everybody punk. at that time yeah yeah punk was like something punk was so it wasn't you couldn't put like fire hose. Like what the fuck was fire? Like, like that was punk. <laughs> I love fire. You know hose. what I mean? Yeah. I love a man. Love fire hose. And that's sort of the same, same thing. It's like, I guess Mike Watt still kept playing, but I wish fire hose did more. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. They, me too. They, yeah. They should. I mean, they should. God, the they should. The, the world needs them. Was that the album? Flying the flannel? Flying the flannel, raging full on. Oh, yeah. 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 Did you ever get into bands like no means no? uh yeah they were all right they they're were a little weird they they were cool they yeah. were a little hard for me um, yeah but i i they're yeah they're from canada right yeah I mean, yeah from, west coast from, yeah yeah, they, yeah yeah they were cool yeah the drummer john wright does this thing with robots he has a, a robot i band. heard about that yeah <laughs> compressor head amazing it's amazing Compr- <laughs> yeah yeah that's so rad it is and he wrote all the songs for it and then all these like mit like d- like engineers like wrote play like it's real instruments played by robots and it, it's pretty awesome it's scary because the drummer's got three <laughs> arms and, and they do an ace of spades cover without the singing oh my god I gotta, I gotta check that out it is it's freaky and the bass player guy like lives in germany and they're like um they live all over the world and they all make these robots and get together and <laughs> it's fucking cool yeah i've heard about that yeah yeah Oh well, hey man. I like I said, I I I didn't set up some music because I didn't know if this was an album thing or if it was just a, a hang. Or but I'll definitely play that new record because it's pretty awesome. Oh, uh, cool! I appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, and uh, we'll come to Toronto. Um, yeah, I'll try to. C- Where are you playing in Toronto? Do you know? Do you have a? I don't have it in front of me. It's not the Opera House. It is the Opera House. Is it? Yeah. With the casualties, sure? yeah, yeah, yeah. On the no, no, no. We already did. We already oh, that did was that. October. See, I yeah. told you, I got last year's fucking yeah, thing. Yeah, you got to get. You got It's get, with death by stereo. I can get with it now. Uh, okay, well, I, actually, I'll put it. I'll find out where it is and I'll put it on the on the thing, and then. Uh, this is terrible right now. We should be like. I know. Promote, yeah. I should be like. I should know this. It's I so told bad. You. Well, you know what? We'll we'll fake it, and I'll I'll pretend to be you, and I'll say, of course, we're playing in, you know, and then and then, right. yeah, no problem. Use that voice. Yeah, yeah. I am. Of course. Of course, I. <laughs> so tell me, how is it to be awesome? It is great being awesome, being me. <laughs> cool, man. Awesome. It was really it was good to meet you. Um, 
we'll hope to see you, mm, I guess, in a couple of weeks. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I hope to see you. Okay, man. All right, thank you for your time. Buddy. Anytime. Thanks for doing this. Appreciate it. Okay, good night. That was Jason Cruz from the band Strung Out. Lead singer, Songs of Armor and Devotion, is out on Fat Records now. Came out in 2019. They are presently going to be on, well, they're going to be on tour in Canada in March. Um, and, yeah, yeah, good time to tour. Good time to be a band. Good time to be alive. Thanks so much, Jason, for doing the show. I really appreciate it. I hope you have a great tour. So, anyways, what's happening next week? Next week, got a few bands coming up, actually. I got, uh, yeah, I'm not going to tell you. You know why? Because I don't know which order I'm going to put them in. I got a band called The High Sides, another band called The Fizz Gigs. Um, Fizz Gigs has members of, well, yeah, a couple of members of Bel- Belvedere, actually. And I've had Stephen from Belvedere on the show. So I've almost had every every band member from, from Belvedere. No, I'm just kidding. So, anyways, till next week, have a good week, and we will see you later. Bye.